very important win and uh, I think the players deserve a lot of credit because this is not an easy place to come. They've showed a real good fight, they've competed throughout the game. And once the first goal came in, then we sort of the game opened up a little bit. It wasn't easy, we didn't expect it to be easy, but um, yeah, credit to the players, they stuck at it. This is the Go Radio Football Show Podcast. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Well, what a weekend of sports in Scotland and across the world. Here in Scotland, Rangers go back to the top of the table. Is who can catch them this season or is that them where they want to stay until the end of season 21-22? James Tavernier, already the goal of the season. Who can catch them? Well, a Yeti double for Celtic helped them as Edouard goes in the record books in England with the fastest ever goal on a debut. And what a weekend, Emma Raducanu, Barry Ferguson, you were a young star at Rangers. What about this girl winning the US Open? Yeah, it was amazing, Paula. I watched it. Um, and to be fair, the, the two young girls, what, what a performance mm-hmm. that they put on. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But to go there, I think she had to go through the qualifiers. Um, every one. Yep. Yeah, every single one. And then no drop a set. And that's her. I think she's moved up to 23rd in the world. Um, no, what, a, what an achievement for an 18-year-old girl. And... What a check she got for winning it as well. I think it was £1.8 million. Pounds. Uh, no, but it was a great watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It just shows you, throw the players in young because James Tavernier came back. His manager says he could be the best right back in Scotland. Nathan Patterson might have a different view. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I, I think he's, his performances over the last 12 or so months have, have been top class. There's no doubt he's got a great young player breathing down his, his neck and Nathan Patterson, but... What, what a finish, uh, what a goal um, he scored. A lot of people maybe say Xander Clark's positional sense wasn't the best, but I disagree with that. Um, I think Xander's position, uh, positional sense was was okay, but what a strike to win the game. And, and certainly when you go up to McDermott Park and go a goal down, it shows great character, Paul. Mark, quite a weekend, St Johnson losing out to Rangers for Celtic. It was tough for a while against Ross County, but they got three goals, they got the points, and a significant win for Celtic. And much needed uh, three points. Uh, Paul obviously Celtic went into the game knowing that Rangers had got that excellent victory uh, at Perth, had gone top of the table uh, by quarter past two on uh, Saturday afternoon and they've stayed there uh, with Hearts and Hibs uh, drawing uh, 0-0 yesterday. But it was a big one for Celtic. For Ajeti, we did see in the programme Friday night sounded his way post the Coggle was talking that Ajeti was going to start and uh, I did like his goal when he's flying through the air. Uh, yeah. The header, uh, you know, it was a real uh, spectacular um, finish and uh, over the piece Celtic deserved the points although you do have to feel a wee bit for, for Malky Mackay's Ross County they defended well they dug in they stuck in but in the end uh, Celtic's uh, quality showed in, and once again uh, I wasn't at the game but, go, but going by the, the the highlights and stuff you know Callum McGregor I think he's played the best football of his career just now Paul I know he's had one or two exceptional seasons for Celtic but at the moment um, he is absolutely revelling in the captain's role it's made a difference, hasn't it? He's come back rejuvenated this season. Yeah, and, and for me, it's the most important position in a team. It's engine room, Paul. Um, and certainly, I think Callum McGregor's took his game up another level since he's been named um, captain since Scott Brown left. And I look at the other side with Rangers, with Stephen Davis in there. They're so important having guys um, who can control a game of football in your team. Um, they're so important. And look, Callum's, uh, as I said, he, he's took the captaincy really well. A lot of people were maybe questioning whether it was uh, going to be the right idea, but 
Look, he's proven it with the performance he's put on for Celtic. You'd see the highlights. Cameron Carter-Vickers got the opening goal for Celtic and seemed to have a really good game. He's one of the, the newcomers uh, under Ange Postacoglu. What did you make of him? Yeah, I, I'm like, like Mark, I've never seen the full game. I've seen the highlights. Look, he looked cool at the back. He looked if he was good on the ball, uh, composed. Um, look, I know his goal took a wicked deflection, um, but it still went into the back of the net. Um, and it was it was going to be interesting to see who would play at the back. It was Welsh or Starfelt? So we went with, with Starfelt. But Cameron Vickers had a, a very good uh, debut for Celtic. Well, you all know the score lines at the weekend. Rangers winning two one at St Johnson. The Tavernier goal. It was spectacular, wasn't it? Back to his best. That was brilliant. It was a great strike, yeah. uh, Paul. You know, just one a touch, look up and ping right into the top uh, corner. And uh, you know, uh, it shows. Well, it shows why Rangers are the champions and why they're still the team to beat because you know you're one down with half an hour to go they dug in they got the penalty kick it was a it was a penalty kick Willie Collum called it absolutely uh, right and uh, you know Rangers just get in there and then had to withstand a bit of pressure had to withstand the, the, the setback of reorganising once uh, Philip Hollander uh, went off with, the, with his injury and we hope that, uh, that Hollander uh, is okay um, so yeah it had to be a good performance because Michael O'Halloran caused the Rangers back line a lot of problems um, with his pace and uh, you know Rangers had to to show what they were about and uh, up popped James Tavernier who had so many important goals last season I can still clearly see the free kick at Tannadice a pivotal time in the season as well last year so uh, yeah he's right back on it and uh, he's probably revelling with the fact that he knows Nathan Patterson is right mm. and top of him breathing right down his neck because he'll know that even though he's a captain and he's the established right back. He can't take his place for granted. And Saturday was brilliant for Rangers, but also a message to everyone and to young Nathan Patterson. I ain't going anywhere. You're not taking this jersey off me easily. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you want. You want competition for places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps you on your toes. It, it makes sure when you go in or you go in on that training ground, should I say, that you need to make sure you're bang, bang at mm-hmm. it. And when you play, in, whether it's in Europe on a Thursday night or whether it's on a Saturday or a Sunday, you need to make sure your performances are spot on because if they ain't spot on, Rangers have got a big enough squad for people to come in and take their places. And with James Tavernier, for me, he's got a fantastic young fullback breathing down his neck. So he knows he needs to perform now. Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? What's happening for Thursday night? Leon are coming to town. Another win for them at the weekend. And Musa Dembele scoring again. Rangers, uh, well, Conor Goldson missing at the weekend because of a COVID situation. Let's hope he's back for Thursday. That's the first game in 81 games that he's missed. You have to go back to the start of last year. Was it Stranar the last time uh, that he was missing or just before that game? It's uh, incredible. But Philippe Hollander stretched off. That is a worry for Rangers and a huge game. And for Celtic, you've got the trip to Seville uh, they play tonight actually they've got a late game this evening in Granada so Celtic who's who's the striker? Jukamakis not ready uh, a Yeti got a couple of goals what do you reckon Celtic fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 let's hear from the Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard saying Saturday yep yeah, it was a tough match well look we've, we've won a very tough match we knew before the game coming here you know the success they had last year and the way Callum sets them up we know it was going to be stuffy we knew we were going to play against an organised team and we knew we were going to have to show moments of quality at the right time to get the three points uh, first half I didn't think we'd done much wrong but we didn't have that bit of magic or a bit of quality in the final third uh, second half we, we go obviously a goal down 
and it becomes more complicated. But that's what champions do. They find ways and they find answers and that's what the team have done today. So credit to the players. That's what champions do, he was saying. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the last away game in, in the league, uh, Dundee United, ended in defeat. So it was real good character from them when they go a goal down up at McDermott Park because you know what you're coming up against mm. Johnson I said it on Friday night Callum's got them so well organised I know they're missing the, the, obviously the two sure. players that left mm. uh, McCann and, and Kerr were going to be big players but he's replaced them with, with good players as well so you always know you're in for a tough tough game up there so for me it was good mentality come back if you're going to go down and um, getting that penalty for me it was 100% penalty the guy, the boy doesn't need to go to ground um, I oh, think yeah. Callum yeah. Davison mentioned that after yeah. the game it gives a, the referee a decision to make and I think it's a correct decision and then obviously Tavernier comes up um, with that magnificent goal um, to get the three points and it's a great three points Were you surprised that Roof took the penalty? Yeah I, I was yeah. Um Normally, you have Tavernier um, taking the penalties. There's, there's another few in, in that team. But listen, he put it in the back of the pokey. That's the most important thing. Sean, in Garthamlet. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself. Were you surprised that Roof got the ball for the penalty and he, he wanted to take it and the captain said, right, on you go? I was, I was a wee bit surprised, but I knew when Roof came up, uh, went up against it. I know Roof. Uh, knows how to score a goal so I wasn't too worried but I was still surprised it was not Tavernier but what a goal you said three or four minutes ago mm-hmm. who needs Messi who reads Ronaldo when you have a strike <laughs> like that Tavernier that's 10 out of 10 how much is he worth then Sean go for it 40 million <laughs> no is that um, all yeah. 20 million no, yeah, yeah. But he's going nowhere at the moment isn't he the transfer window has closed overall what did you think of the performance Barry was saying you know that the last time they were away up in that area it was Dundee United and St Johnson although they've lost two of their top players they're a great side I thought overall the game I thought the Angels were the better team I thought I think St Johnson did do well enough so I think at times they had their chances and all but I think overall I think the Rangers deserve to get the win but I actually thought it was a pretty enjoyable game. I actually enjoyed it, so I was happy with it. But it was a it was a hard, tough game. So we needed that anyway because um, we got that big game on Thursday. I've not seen much early on since a good few years. So, but I know they're still a good side. So they're not. I don't want, um, Barry might be back us up in this one. Barry is Leon still the same that they used to be when they came to Highbrook about. 11 years ago uh, Do you know I watched their game last night I was channel hot And yeah. I came across that They were mm-hmm. playing St- uh, Strasbourg Last night And they won 3-1 um, And to be fair Sean They do look a decent outfit They do right. Rangers are going to be in for a A tough night Obviously Dumbelli Getting a goal Denier who used to beat Celtic yeah. as well yeah. Scored He's last night yep. yeah. And yeah. they've got another Three or four dangerous players um, For me People Say the name Leon automatically say Champions League team mm-hmm. that's what yep. I think of Leon um, so well listen it'll be a tough tough game for mm-hmm. Rangers but listen that's what you want to come up against when you're in Europe come up against very good teams and Leon are certainly a very good team they've also got a, a top coach and Peter Bosch mm-hmm. who was a coach of uh, head coach of Bayer Leverkusen when they knocked Rangers out of the Europa League a year or two ago took Ajax to three titles in the trot as well or something like that so they've got a, a quality coach in there as well Sean as well as, as quality yep. players but it's set up for an absolute cracker I and mean, now that European football's back on it's almost like 
going to be week to week, even tomorrow night, you know, Barcelona against Bayern Munich tomorrow night in the Champions yeah. League. Ah, well, uh-huh. good for you. And then you look ahead and it's Real Betis against Celtic, uh, the earlier game, and then Rangers v Leon Ibrox, 50,000 um, going to be at Ibrox, and I think that's got the makings of an absolute uh, cracker. And having watched Rangers on, on Saturday at Perth, they're, they're ready for it. You can see the players just getting into more of a, um, a rhythm. You can see Joe Aribo looking the part, Ryan Kent winning the penalty kick. I think that'll mm-hmm. do his, his confidence good. And, and I have to say as well, and I know it's depending on how opposition play will depend how uh, instrumental fashion Sakala is. Mm. But I like to look at fashion Sakala. Did you? A real, yeah. really lively, energetic. I know we interviewed him in, in, in Gorade as well and he came across as a bubbly person. Mm-hmm. And you can see that on the pitch as well. Plays with a smile on his face. And he's tricky. He was moving out to the left, moving out to the right, going inside. So, um, yeah, I like the look of uh, fashion Sakala a wee bit raw but you can certainly see the potential my Rangers have got obviously it was worrying with Halander going off the manager was asked afterwards uh, how is he? I'm concerned he's with the doctors now getting assessed he's got eyes on he's obviously bandaged up it doesn't look good until we scan it until we assess it in maybe 24-48 hours time we're not too sure fingers crossed he, he can pull through but we've got other defenders who'll have to step up if he's missing for a short or medium or long term so we're waiting to hear more about that what about Connor Goldson? I'm hoping he's going to be available we'll have to wait and see we'll have to speak to the doctors I'm not sure the exact time frame on what when we're looking at but uh, hopefully we can have Connor back with us as well but if not we, we, we'll go with Jack and Leon who, who are more than capable Crucial for Rangers isn't it and they've been so strong at the back Mark looking at you that uh, it sounds as though hopefully Connor Goldson will make it and you never know with Holanda Yeah I, I um, looked at Holanda on, on, on Saturday <clears throat> excuse me Paul <clears throat> on Saturday, Saturday afternoon yep. yeah um, I'd be surprised I mean, you could see there was yeah. a real bit of pain and having to get, get stretched off but you never know you know the original diagnosis you, you just don't know but um, Goldson would be the main one I think mm-hmm. if they could get Goldson back that would be the one that they'd really want Barry yeah so important that, that Goldson as you just yeah. made 81 games in a row look, when he's yeah. fit he plays he, he's one of the certainties to, to start mm-hmm. for Rangers under, under Steven Gerrard so he'll be hoping that he's going to be back. If he's not going to be back, then there's only Balogun who's a recognised centre-back. Um, so I would imagine he'd probably put Bassi in one mm. and bring Barisic back in. There's um, also as well, so I find interesting again, looking at the starting lineup, and I think we we, we spoke about it earlier in the season. Is it a game at a time for the goalkeepers? You know, there's Alan McGregor yeah. again on the bend. Mm-hmm. I know both yeah. were missing and it was Robbie mm-hmm. McCrory had to play against Celtic, but I just... For me, I... I I can understand it but I don't agree with it I think if you're no. number one particularly against you know, Leah, you, you've got a big European game mm. the start of the session now not unless something I'm missing and John McLaughlin is established number one he's going to play on Thursday but for me it's still yeah. Alan McGregor sure. so if I'm thinking why is Alan McGregor not playing on Saturday just getting his eye in getting mm. himself ready for, for Thursday night I, I, Good I, I, I just yeah. I wonder what for the situation me, is the best goalkeeper always plays and that's Alan McGregor mm. now I think if you ask Alan McGregor he'd rather be playing you don't want to be a bit rusty missing mm. out in a game coming back because um, that's me, two weeks since the Celtic game yeah, yeah and I was surprised we were speaking about it my, yeah. my staff were speaking about it after the game mm. um, after our game on Saturday it's, it's a strange one why uh, Griggs is no playing there might be sure. a, an issue there might be a, a slight mm. knock we, we don't know but for me you always play mm. your best goalkeeper mm. and Rangers best goalkeeper by a country miles Alan McGregor of course and he saw McCrory doing so well but yeah, you're on pride you want to make sure you're back in yeah but yep. listen I'm not saying that Look, I think they've got two of very course, good backups yep. Yep. I mean um, young right. McCrory yeah but he's the number one Alan McGregor Alan McGregor yeah. absolutely but, look yep. 
for me, you always play your best. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the goalkeeper's one of the main positions, mm-hmm. if not the main position in a team. Sean, were you a wee bit surprised? See, I was, I was, I'm all about it twice because I think McGregor is a brilliant, McGregor's the best goalkeeper, Miles. Um, but but if you, I've noticed that for the start of the season, I know even the first game of the season, McGregor didn't play and then it went to the European game. And I'm sure the next week it was the league game and he would do it again. Yeah, McLaughlin played at Tannadice, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping we get a good wee win in uh, Thursday because uh, I think we on the team to beat. So yeah, they've started well. They've won two, drawn two, and they've only lost one uh, so far this season. What's your prediction for Thursday night, Sean? Right, see, because I, I don't really, I've not watched a lot of Leon really in years, so I'll just say a Rangers win. I'm not going to say scores. I just want a win. I'll even say a draw, but a win at Ibrox. I think that's what the game is because I think it's got a hard game. So, am mm. um, I? But okay. hopefully, we we get to the last sixteen because I go, I've got my. Uh, over 19 passport today so I oh, want away you've got the new passport well done <laughs> he's on the ball isn't he or oh, Sean you, yeah. I don't know if I was talking to you last week Paul I yeah. was old when I got that second drag I actually took it with me for about four days mm-hmm. yeah I, I think, even needed to knock back the pub I think that shows that you're fit and healthy and actually just reacting to it I'm glad you're fine oh, you've got the double vaccination Sean it's the most yeah. important thing absolutely tell your friends Sean hopefully speak to you on the way to Ibrox later in the week Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Chris for the traffic and travel Monday night. The Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. Loads of your calls. 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials as well. After a weekend, tremendous football, but only eight goals in the Premiership out of six games. I thought even though I tipped yeah. uh, Dundee, I yeah. think Dundee beat Levy 3 You see when we were doing the score lines, yeah. I thought... This gave a real low mm. scoring uh, week, but I was laughing there, man. And he's doing, he's doing the intro back after yeah. that. Welcome back, Go Radio. Paul Cooney and Mark Goodyear. Barry Ferguson. <laughs> it was a real big, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. We're trying to get the ratings up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs> we had John Hartson, uh, we had Craig Moore on Saturday afternoon. Good double act. Yeah, they were in great form, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Brilliant. What, so, what, a, what a battle on the pitch with the two of them. Eh? Yeah, it was. Oh, they, could, yeah. they did some It got a wee tasty bit tasty tussles. in here. Uh, it did. Yeah, it's worth listening in the podcast. Two real yeah. physical players. I mean, yeah. if you looked at Big Oz, he's not the biggest mm-hmm. Oz in terms of height and, and size, mm. but oh, did he love a tackle <laughs> <laughs> he loved it he, loved he tackled it. everything Saturday afternoon as Rangers went 2-1 up at St Johnson top of the table on 12 points then afterwards Celtic 3-0 against Ross County as Mark mentioned Dundee living 0-0 St Mirren Dundee United 0-0 what about Motherwell uh, 2-0 against Aberdeen so Motherwell 3 wins in the trot and Aberdeen 6 games without yeah, a win I, I spoke about it on Friday a couple of weeks ago um, or a week or so ago before the international break a lot of people were um saying about Motherwell they're struggling yeah. um, and now they've got three wins in, on the trot they're climbing the league Aberdeen I, I fancied Aberdeen you, you look at Aberdeen's players the the, the calibre of player they've mm. brought in um, and they're not as in a position where I, I think they should be with the, the players they've got but that's a brilliant one for Motherwell no doubt about it What do you think about Aberdeen and the money the, man, the manager's been given by uh, Dave Cormack. Well, I, I would, Dave Cormack won't be happy. That's for sure. That's that's the bottom line of, of and that's your starting point. And uh, you know, it, it was Dave Cormack that, that wanted change at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, very much in favour of bringing in Stephen Glass, and then you know he's back to manager from 
from Scott Brown to David Bates to Matty Longstaff to, to J. Emmanuel uh, Thomas and uh, and a couple more and, and, and resisting bids for Lewis Ferguson making sure he stayed um, at the club so you know he, he has backed um, Stephen Glass to some tune and at the moment um, they're still looking for that payback you know, a couple of early results in Europe but they've not really kicked on um, and uh, you know big game at home at Petodrian Saturday against um, St Johnson I think Aberdeen no wins in their last six games but credit to Motherwell it was a really good performance uh, Graham Alexander's got them going considering he was feeling it a wee bit from their own supporters mm. you know just four or five weeks ago and uh, one guy I think maybe look out for and I think we've spoken about in the programme before but I just wonder if he can keep his form going does he become a contender not to start but for the squad for Scotland is Tony Watt because we're, mm. we're light we're light up front we need you know options we need to look at things and I just wonder if Tony Watt be, becomes a contender in the next couple of weeks if he keeps his form going because he's, he's, I think he's really looking the part at the moment it's the fittest I've seen him look um, I don't know whether he's, he's got a club where he's settled if you look at Tony he's moved quite a lot yeah. over the last three or four yep. years sometimes you just get a good fit and um, I think Motherwell is a good fit for him mm. and, and look watching the highlights he looked if it was a real thorn in Aberdeen's defence um, but I, I, I was just looking through the, the Aberdeen squad you look at the bench Jet was on the bench Bates yep. Johnny Hayes there's no hedges and then you look at the starting 11 it's a real strong squad Aberdeen have got the guy said that just before the game he said it's a really strong uh, bench you know the, the Aberdeen bench but hey they were, they were beating Motherwell had two attempts on goal Two goals. Yep. That's what happened. Kevin Van Veen, the new... And they seem to be... Maybe it's because people are now back at the games. Barry, great win for your Alloa uh, at the weekend against Falkirk. Are people even more up for it now that we're back at football? Yeah, it's just a real buzz. Yeah. Um, it was just great having fans back in. I mean, Falkirk, I've always got a good support. They've mm. brought a real healthy support and it's it's brilliant. It gives you that, like, the butterflies in the stomach and I yeah. says to the players, listen missed this for a long time going, going out and enjoy it playing in front of fans and I'm sure the players you ask your players at any level just having fans back in it makes a mm. difference the, the atmosphere they create when a goal goes in the, the noise erupts it's, it's just a brilliant feeling did Connor Salmon leap to get the goal? Was it a header? Or That's no bad fan. I said it. I, I heard you like saying that on Saturday. I, I was heard amazed you saying that. I heard coming no, down the road. Was, and I heard, I, I heard big odds. I didn't miss that ball. No, I didn't go over my head. He let, let, let He's laughing at you in jokes. He likes it. No, no. I was amazed that they laughed. I was hoping they hadn't. It's a bit of a derby with Falker. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's not that far away. So that was good. It was good. It was... Two teams had the right go at each other. There was a few tackles flying in, which I don't mind as long as they're... They're, they're going for the ball. Yep. Um, it was a bit feisty, but it's good. No, it was a yep. it was a very good one for us. Again, for me, one of the certainly favourites for the league. Okay, oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Give us a call. Get anything you want to say about football or whatever sport at the weekend. Give us a call. Let's go to Ange Postacoglu speaking after Celtic's three goal victory against Ross County. He spoke about the game. Pleased with the fact that we we didn't sort of lose our heads at any stage. Um, you know, we didn't score early, which always gives the opposition um, a, a bit of encouragement, and, and they defended well for the most part. You know, we had some chances we, we probably should have done better with. But we persevered and, you know, sometimes the key thing to that is to stick to our principles. And I thought we did that for the most part and we got our rewards. What about Jota and Vickers making their debuts? Yeah, I thought, you know, they did really well. I mean, again, it's probably something, I, you know, we, we all should be sort of uh, reminded and myself included is that we're still giving guys debuts. So it kind of shows you where we are in terms of the stage of this team. But, yeah, I think both guys you know, did a really good job. Yeah, you know, Cam 
looked really solid and, and really comfortable back there. And, you know, he shows maturity beyond his years, which I think will help us. And, and John had some really bright spots, I thought. Anton, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Good evening, Anton. Hi, how's it going? Good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. What did you feel about the... Were you at the match on Sunday, Saturday? No, unfortunately, no. I was offshore, so I was oh. watching it. Watching off... Are you still offshore? And what, what did you think of it? Um, it was good to see the likes of Jota and uh, Vickers, because I hadn't seen much of them, but mm. Jota looks like an exciting player. Vickers, he's just a beast. Yeah, he's uh, really powerful. Looks like a quarterback. Some people said, obviously, US international. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Barry? I, to be honest, when I, I watched the highlights, what, what like, st- stuck out for me was he was very calm on the ball. I mean, what is he, only 20, 23? 23. 23. Yep. yep. I, I know he was at Bournemouth last season, but look, he looks a good mm-hmm. find. Look, you, you don't um, be at Tottenham if you're not a, a very good player. I know he's been out on loan, and look, he looks a good catch. He's still early days, but he looked the part. He's good in the ball as well, wasn't he? Playing. He I saw the highlights. I, I, I seen that. He looked very comfy on the ball. Mm-hmm. Looked, as I said, was never flustered when people were closing him down, and that's what you want in a centre back. Um, and yeah, he does. He does look a, a physical mm-hmm. presence as well. And Starfelt seemed to improve. Wonder if he was helped by the fact that uh, CCV played so well, Mark. Yeah, I mean, it will not do Starfelt any harm having a settled uh, partner. And, and and one thing um, about Vickers, uh, Paul, we were doing a bit of research on him the, the feedback on him is a brilliant attitude typical American great work ethic want to learn want to be in his work early want to stay behind and do stuff and he had that attitude at Tottenham Hotspur um, as we all know he's trying to make his way um, into the team there so they've got a really good professional first and foremost and just going in the evidence of, of, of Saturday albeit it's just one game and it is only um, Ross County but he, he certainly looks as though he's going to be a very very good addition to the, to the Celtic team Anton, what about the goals then? It looked for a while as though that was the problem. Where where were they going to come from? I think once we made the breakthrough, I think it was always going to come. But it, luckily enough, it came for the deflection. So that was uh, that that was good. But no, mm-hmm. I think it's about trying to break these teams down first and foremost. And once you break them down, then it's just a matter of time, I think. So what about Albion Yeti? What would you say? Two goals on Saturday... You expect more? Um, I think it's on. I think he got injured at, at the wrong time, um, under Lennon, and then I think it's just it's just been hard for him to get a run of games. I think maybe depending on how long Kyago is injured, he might get a run against. But then you've got uh, the Greek international I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry, we can. Jukamakis. So, yep. <laughs> so it's obviously it's obviously hard for him. You, you feel for him, but. Yeah. That's what it's like at the top. You've got to, you've got to be firing every game. Mark, I read some quotes where he was probably asked, you know, did you feel you had something to prove? You scored two goals, and he said, no, I've got nothing to prove. I've trained really hard. But if a club, what do they pay five hundred thousand for you or five million? You're not got to prove every single time. Well, I would say in the eyes of the Celtic supporters, uh, he has got something to prove because you know he was part of a season last year that, that didn't work. The transfer fee is out of a player's hands yeah. as we all know but it certainly can put pressure on you because four and a half to five million pounds is a lot of money for, for Celtic to, to pay he had a couple of good games early on last season I think I remember did he come off the bench and score a, a late winner against Dundee United at Tannadice um, I remember that but he was probably just symptomatic of pretty much what was going on at Celtic right across the club um, last season Paul and that was you know on the park and off the park and for whatever reason he couldn't get a rhythm he 
you know, he wasn't fit as often as he probably wanted to be. And then sometimes when he was fit, you know, he wasn't even on the bench. So we don't know. Only he can really tell us what we'd, what we'd want to know in terms of the truth of, of what happened to him last season. But on the here and now, he scored a couple of cracking goals. Um, as I said, I really liked his one where he, where he flew through the air uh, to get the header in from five or six yards out. And um, if he's going to hit a bit of form, it's at the perfect time because Celtic need all the help they can get in the forward areas just now until Kyogo uh, mm. Furuhashi is back fit and ready and until Big Georgius has got himself up to, to a level where he's at least even uh, able to go on the bench. I was thinking, what, is Samaras back? But of course it's Gikamakis. <laughs> if he does half as well as Samaras, that would be that would be fair. Anton, were you concerned in any way about the off-field uh, goings-on on Friday, which we revealed at 10 to 5, the chief exec leaving? Uh, Are you bothered about what? Any thoughts on that? No, I am, because to be fair, Guillaume is due over the transfer window. I thought he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's obviously went out and he's recruited well. Now, obviously, I've heard the, the recordings of whoever it was saying that that was the reason that the, the rest of the board won the half with him, because he, he spent more than what he should have. But let's be honest, when you look at the players that we've, we've lost and look how much money we've took in, it's about time we started putting some of that back into the playing squad because we need quality. Mm-hmm. We should be light years ahead of any team in the league, including Rangers, but mm-hmm. we're not Rangers are well, by the old foreign game, Rangers are ahead of us just. Um so no, I think um he's done a great job. And I'm actually quite disappointed he's left, but maybe the board are not ready for the way he wants to take the club forward. So. Oh, yeah, we don't know Mark or Des- Dermot Desmond because ultimately well, he calls the shots. I mean, I certainly hope that you know whatever the circumstances behind Don McKay's departure on Friday has got nothing to do with the board thinking that he's maybe overspent. Because you know, and, and as I've said many times in the program and the calendar, yeah, and I do get it. It's, it's you know COVID times and everybody's got to be prudent. I totally get that. But my calculation this calendar year, Celtic have brought in in the region of forty-five million pounds and transfer fees from Frimpong to Ayer to Edward to, to Ryan Christie and, and two or three more they've also brought in through uh, Celtic supporters Anton about £30 million pounds of supporters have pledged in season ticket money when they were asked to pledge when uh, the season ticket sales went out when Celtic didn't even have a manager um, in place so you look at that and then you know thanks to Ange Postecoglou and the players have got the £10 million pounds or so on Europa League money so you tally all that up and I think the spend is what 20 odd million on players mm. for like Kyogo and, and, and Joe Hart and Carl Stalfert and uh, you know five or six others so looking over the piece Celtic are approximately you know comfortably 50-60 million pounds um, better off um, and I know that's very simple calculations I get that but um, whatever the reasons for Don McKay's um, departure um, then it surely can't be because he's uh, he's overspent. Because and even then the wage bill still no director of football, still no head of recruitment, no additions to the backroom staff in terms of Ange Postecoglou bringing anybody. Now we, again we don't know. Do the club want that? Is that still part of the blueprint? Did Don McKay's blueprint differ from the blueprint they inherited? Is there now another blueprint? Is Gordon Strachan part of that new blueprint? Is Michael Nicholson part of that new blueprint or is it purely down to Ange Postecoglou? We don't know. That's all questions that none of us, to the best of my knowledge, have the answer to apart from in the Celtic boardroom. Would it be a blueprint? 
Sorry. Barry, I'll tell you what will be coming in. More money for Odson Edward. What about that start? Anton, come back to you in a moment or two. What a start though for Edward down in England. And Celtic fans are saying, why didn't he do that two weeks ago at Ibrox? Well, bonus am I surprised? No, because I think he's a, yeah. a top player. Um, it just, look, plain and simple, he wanted to go down to England and try yeah. his luck. Um, and he's got a a team in Crystal Palace, wherever he goes for me, and scores a 15, in between 15 and 20 goals. Don't be surprised if he moves again. He's got Zaha with him, but you're right, he's got the big move. Yeah, yep. he just needs to look. Uh, look. I'm not saying he's going to move for the same money as Van Dyke, but look no. at the kind of route he took down mm. to Southampton. He had to go and prove himself for a year and then gets obviously the big move to Liverpool. I, I do still think he's got all the attributes to play with a top six team, um, but what he needs to do is find the back of the net and if he does that, I think he'll have every chance of moving again next summer. Anton, how did you feel when you saw him score the two goals? Was it mixed emotions for you? It was typical because <laughs> he missed that absolute sitter against Rangers and then he goes and scores two probably harder finishes. But for me, I think he was he's that... I'm not sure if it's a French thing or, so, or what, mm-hmm. but his attitude, his attitude is, was horrendous to the end of the... He just he just wasn't interested. You can see, you can tell when a player's body language is they're interested and he wasn't it. It's completely different from sure. Crystal Palace because huh? I watched the game. Sure. 88 goals in 170-odd games for Celtic's huge record and three trebles while well, he was he, there. He, but he was, yeah, it was the... The last uh, 18 months was different. His money well spent, Paul, in my oh, opinion. Yeah, sure. it, was, it was club yeah. record transfer fee yeah. and, and, and every penny of it was well spent. OK, Anton, how are you feeling for uh, Real Betis then on Thursday? See, they're playing tonight, so that's one we'll watch later on against Granada. Are you, how are you feeling about going back to Seville? I know you're not actually going there. What's a, what's a good result? I think we can go over and win. Me personally, mm-hmm. I think the Scottish team. I think the Scottish teams have done well uh, mm-hmm. abroad in recent times. Like so obviously Rangers, they, sure. they do well, and I think that we've done well recently. So I, I, not to fear, especially with Real Betis. Um, I think that uh, the style of play that we are playing now will cause any problem teams. Um, bringing in Vickers and that is obviously hopefully going to. Work better with Starfelt, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we're brought in quality. So I, I, I don't think we've got anything to fear going forward. And quick question: Hibs and Hearts, sort of, you know, with the draw yesterday. So Rangers stay at top of the table, twelve points to them, eleven for Hibs and Hearts, ten on Motherwell, as Celtic on nine. Will you catch them this season? hundred percent. You know, when I watched the whole Fulham game, and Barry and I might disagree with me, but remember the cup final when Celtic relied on the keeper so much that's what it felt to me like for the whole Firm game I thought we were a better team the Rangers managed to win the game mm-hmm. so I just think that I think it's going to be really tight this year and to be fair it's good for the, it's good for Scottish football sure. if everybody tries to make it tighter but um, nah I think it will be one on a couple of points this season I think a gap will be as big and Barry you've agreed on that going to take a quick break thanks Anton we're back Go Radio Football Show the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. In terms of James, you know, that's the reason why he's captain, because of his quality, because he can step up at big moments and he's ended up getting us three points rather than one today and there's obviously a lot, not a lot of noise around Nathan Patterson, who's a fantastic player, who's going to eventually be Rangers' top right back for a long time, but we have to remember we've got the best right back in Scotland as well. 
Well, the best right back in Scotland, no question. That's the feeling of his manager. What's the news on Helander? I'm concerned. He's with the doctors now getting assessed. He's got ice on. He's obviously bandaged up. It doesn't look good until we scan it, until we assess it in maybe 24, 48 hours' time. We're not too sure. Fingers crossed he, he can pull through, but we've got other defenders who'll have to step up if he's missing for a short or medium or long term. Rangers had gone a goal behind at Perth, but they won 2-1. I think it's a bit of everything. Look, we're, we're champions for a reason because we've got good players, but we also know how to win. We've had to go late and deep and, and, and find a way against Celtic we've had to do the same today and that's what gets you there uh, in the end is always finding a way when you're asked a question St Johnson asked that question today and we found the answer This time last year they were a well-oiled machine Barry they're not quite there yet are they? No they're not but they're starting to get into their stride you, you can see signs of that, that there's no doubt about it the last Old Firm game certainly in the second half performance where they must have got a rocket for Gary McAllister and they came out and they were, they were bang on it and then you go to a difficult place like McDermott Park and you go a goal down and that's when you really stand back and say, right, where's the characters now? And they certainly come up. Uh, Trumps, we, we get in the penalty. And then as the manager just mentioned there, Tavernier, there's been, there has been a lot of noise and I've been one of them about Nathan Patterson. We have got a fantastic young right back, but James Tavernier, don't forget what he's done over the last 12 or so months. Paul, he's been, he's been a real driving force in that Rangers team. He was crucial in the league title win. I know he got an injury towards the end of the season, but that's what you, you have to do when you, you're at a club and you want to compete and you want to try and win trophies. You need real competition for places. You need a big squad. Mark, Jimmy has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, Everton, would they be willing to meet Rangers' asking price come the transfer window in January? So would they pay? And what is that price for Patterson? I, I mean, only only Rangers will know Paul. I would I imagine you, you for for you know well, clearly you're buying potential. Yeah, you're buying potential, but the potential is obvious. There's a player in there, absolutely. Um, would it be phased by going to the English Premiership? No, it doesn't strike me. It's been that tight. Does he have the ability to go there and play? Yes, the early signs are that he would go and play in English Premiership. Uh, no problem. But Rangers shouldn't be looking to, to sell somebody like Nathan Patterson. I would imagine that. You know. I, I think you, you want to keep Nathan Patterson. But if you're asking me for a transfer fee, something that would make the board, not Stephen Gerrard, but the board sit down and say, OK, we need to have a serious conversation about this, then you've got to be starting at £10 million. Starting at 10 I would say so. Yep. And then you have a serious um, conversation. That's not to say £10 million would be accepted, but I think that's a, a ballpark figure. Mm. Certainly not five, as has been suggested at Everton. Um, you know, were offered or considered um, offering. There's nowhere near that. That that's just a no. Do you think they really thought Rangers would even consider five, seven million? Apparently, it went to eight. Well, if it's going to eight, that that's you know, I don't, well, clearly it wasn't acceptable because Rangers didn't accept it. But eight's, I don't think eight's insulting. Let's mm. put it that way. Whereas five, I think you know, not great at all. Um, but you know, eight's a good starting point, but it's not going to get you the player. Barry, January's still away no, away, a lot can, can happen. You can't even consider selling them. No. No. Uh, 10 million, it would need to be something absolute ridiculous. 15? For Rangers to even even sit round the table. Uh, I think they would rather go and, and sell other assets. Um, I don't, what do you just have? 30, 31? I'm not too yep, sure. Just uh, it, it must, it must be about 30. Yeah, I think, it, I think yeah. it needs to be something ridiculous before they okay. even consider selling Nathan Patterson. Because look, they, they've got, they've now got a player. Nathan's 19. They've got a player now for the next 12, 13, mm. 14 years in their ranks. 
We'll speak about Morelos in a moment or two. There's some stuff there. I was going to ask you what you thought of him at the weekend. And some people feel, you know, he's, he's been talking or people are talking about him. Oh, he should be somewhere else. Well, he's at Rangers. The window is shut. And they're saying, let's get on and do it on the field. He's been amazing in the past. Is he going to do it this season? Sean, a Celtic fan is on though. And Sean, good evening. I don't think you'll be thinking about Alfredo Morelos too much, but uh, maybe about your own strikers. No. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, guys. How are you doing all right? Yeah, I think pretty good. Barry's got a spring in the step after the win on Saturday. Yeah. I asked him, do you tell your yeah, players you love I... them? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah Aloha one. Yeah, indeed. Just in case people think oh, no, it's oh, absolutely. No, the Aloha, of, of the course. Wasps. Sorry, the wasps. Oh, no, no. Barry's uh, paid here by Gorilla. At this moment, and Saturday it was Aloha, of course, and he's a Rangers legend. But no, no, you're right, Barry. Good cl- clarification there. Isn't it great to have Mark Guidi on the programme here? I didn't give him a big enough. His agent's been on uh, giving me stick, Sean. Uh, bring back Rob McQueen. He got a bit touchy, didn't he? Oh, just a wee bit, oh, wasn't oh, he? Oh, he was, he was growling at you. Sean, back to the football. What about Celtic? What are you making of it? Uh, I thought they played really well at the weekend. I was not listening to the, buying into the whole thing. I've seen a lot of people talking online. They were saying it was a, a Neil Lennon-esque performance of last season. Just because we didn't score six a game, we've only scored back-to-back six. But I thought it was fairly comfortable at the weekend. I thought all credit to the Ross County they gave it a go at times but I, I was fairly fairly pleased with the result some standout performances I thought Jota played played well first half I feel as if he drifted kind of second half he was kind of not in the game Abada was brilliant again Ayeti uh, coming in had, had a lot of stick especially first half but he answered these critics in the second half he was a great he's a, he is a great penalty box striker and he, he will put the goal in he will, put, he will score I get, Sean, I'm just going by highlights again as, as I have to do but you know, most of the season um, with Celtic but we're, we're speaking a lot about, about Nathan Patterson we've, we've spoken a lot about Tony Ralston and, and, and rightly so yep. but I just wonder if there's a guy at Celtic Park who potentially is going to save the club millions of pounds and that's young Montgomery mm. at left back yep. I, I, like yep. the, I really like the look of him, um, I think he came on at Ibrox unless I'm mistaken. I thought he looked really good for 20 minutes as well, driving forward. You know, I don't. I have to confess, I don't know what like he is defensively. You know, when, when he's up against a winger or up against a, 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 a Tavernier type or, or whatever. But just looking at him just now, considering he's a kid, um, I just wonder if if, if Ange Postecoglou sees really sees something there, and the rest of the coaches that they can go and work with because the left back area is something that Celtic have been. Um, looking to, mm. to, to upgrade I, I like Greg Taylor I think Greg Taylor's a real competent uh, defender and I just wonder now if the clubs yeah. they'll just say you know what Greg Taylor and Adam Montgomery let's go with the two of them left back's an area that, but that's not that's not top of the top of the list to go and um, address I, I really like the look of the kid yeah I definitely agree I think the whole thing comparing uh, Greg Taylor I think the, everybody was thinking because uh, Kieran Tierney left and Kieran Tierney was up and down and up and down. I feel as if Greg Taylor's a solid enough defender, but the only frustration with him is he kind of he finds it hard to kind of get by get by the last yeah. man and put a cross in. He kind of cuts back and but I, I feel as if Adam Montgomery, right now I would say it's his position to lose. I, I, I would throw the young man in. Would you definitely. Barry, what do you think of young Adam Montgomery? Yeah, I, I've only seen highlights. I obviously watched the game live in here, the old firm mm-hmm. game when it when he came on. It looked there's, there's certainly potential there. And it, it tells me that Postacoglu is not what went and signed another left back because that was an area where you would probably say it needs strengthened. I 
I think it's the emergency of the young the young man. Um, he clearly thinks he's got enough in a locker to, to be a Celtic player. And for what I've seen, he looks as if he, he is going to be a, a, a real player. Now, the, what he needs is an opportunity to go and start and then play 5, 10, 15, mm. 20 games. Then you really see mm-hmm. what he's made of. But certainly, there's huge potential there. Greg Taylor, as you know, went off with that uh, shoulder injury again, which he had yeah. the week before. One um, thing about Greg yep. Taylor... He, doesn't he let you down? Yeah, no, exactly. you know what you're going to yeah. get for Greg Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't a massive signing. He came for Kilmarnock. Sure. One thing about Greg Taylor is, look, he's a he's a steady, steady six, right. seven out of ten. Sure. Sean he gives, mentioned he, his all. Yeah. he does mentioned Ayeti. Here's the manager's take. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he got his opportunity, and he, he almost got on the end of a couple of crosses early on, and didn't quite go his way. But again, the key to that is present yourself in those positions, and he kept doing that, and he got his rewards late. Two goals. Um, which I'm sure will give him confidence and, and, and the rest of the players around him. And overall, the performance? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I think, again, we've we've had guys playing all over the place and when they come back from their national teams, there's always going to be a little bit of disjointed to there. But again, having said that, I thought we started really well. We just needed a goal and we were kind of lacking a little bit of sharpness just in that front third. That If we had and we got a goal early, it might have been a more comfortable afternoon. Sean, so they'll be getting ready to go to Seville. How are you feeling about the match with Real? Uh, not really that confident knowing Celtic's away record, but I'm just mm-hmm. hoping for the best. I, I don't. I think the away kind of games are kind of free hit for us. I feel as if the home games are the priority. Try and pick up ideally nine points, and no, no disrespect to Ferenc Varos, but I think most Celtic fans would maybe think we could maybe take six off them, and that could maybe be enough. But this is a massive, massive week for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Massive week, especially even in Sunday as well when we're going to. Our bogey team, Livingston. Livingston, yeah. yeah. I was looking at the record today. We've, we've not beaten them since February 2007. Away from home. What? Is it? Yeah. That's yep. a Rob McLean-style statistic, which is... Uh, 14 years. It's, it's imp- that's unbelievable, yeah. All right, so Real Betis, so a draw for you. You'd be, Would you be I pleased? Like yep. draw. I would, I would, yep. Yeah, definitely, yeah. They're playing tonight, so... Yeah, sure. I'll get a good look at them tonight, but... It's but early for in our favour. We've sure. got two days. We've got right. two days rest compared yep. to them. Yep, they've not had a league win yet. It's early in the season for them, so it's a big night for them tonight. It's a short yeah. trip, as we know, to Seville. Barry, you're looking forward to it. It's great to have European football back this week. What about Celtic against Real Betis? Yeah, as you say, they've not had the best best start. They're on obviously TV tonight, so you'll you'll get a better better idea of what they're all about. But see, any point away from home in Europe, you take it. You snap yeah. people's hands off. Um, no matter how good or an average team, European football is totally different. So a point away from home, you take it. Sean, thanks for the call. Here's the news. And then after the news, we'll be back with the uh, second hour. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show with Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson <laughs> and Paul Cooney. Taking your calls, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It was a brilliant weekend of sport. Uh, lots of draws around in the Premiership. A draw in the Edinburgh Derby, so nobody too unhappy. It was a battle of two goalkeepers, wasn't yeah. it, Mark? Six foot five, Craig Gordon against Matt Macy. Six foot seven, nil, nil. But what a game. So, Paul, Paul, do you know what I'm going to say? And I was thinking about it yesterday and even, and even at the weekend, you know, talking about you know Alan McGregor not playing for, for Rangers on the bench, John McLaughlin, mm. Xander Clark in the Scotland squad. I think now, going back, I'm not going to say good, but let's just say, for example, in the past 20 years, in this millennium, I think this is the strongest the SPFL, our top flight has been for goalkeepers. So you look at it, you know, from Alan McGregor, John McLaughlin, Xander Clark, Joe Hart, mm. 
mm. well, Celtic have now got a proper goalkeeper you look yeah. at Liam Kelly yeah. at Motherwell you look at Joe Lewis yeah. Aberdeen Seagrist yeah. at Dundee United Craig Gordon at Hearts yeah. um, Jack Anik yeah. at St Mirren Strychek yesterday Strychek as well at, at, yeah. at, at, at Livy so I think when you when you look round uh, I think we've got some fantastic uh, goalkeepers and I was absolutely thrilled and delighted for uh, for uh, Craig Gordon mm. yesterday and for Matt Macy when mm. you look at Matt Macy 6-5, six, 6-6 six, six, you think well you know it, it takes something special to beat him goalkeeper union there exactly <laughs> 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 no, I mean, just just smiling, to be yes, honest there, there is yeah. good quality I mean yeah. the two goalkeepers Yeah, I really enjoyed the game mm. if I'm being honest with you it was a right good watch um, two teams having a go at each other the, a- the atmosphere sounded electric I mean you know what I've always said about Tynecastle mm. Love playing there. Great to see, not just Hearts fans, Hibs fans I, also yeah. in the stand behind the goal. Um, and it was just a pity where there was no goals, where, where there could have been a number of goals. But as um, we just said, there are two, top, uh, two goalkeepers in top form. Um, but a lot of good players in show. I thought I, thought I really enjoyed it. Good, good technical players, guys that were up for a, a few tackles as well. It was 100 mile an hour at times, but also, as I said, there was good stuff played, but a real good watch. I really enjoyed it's it. not often you say that about a nil-nil, no. but it was special. That was good. And I have to say, I felt so sorry for, for Craig Gordon. I mean, Nick Walsh, who's a good referee in the official, but how they missed his save oh, I, I, just yeah. on half-time from Martin Boyle was it the, the breakaway. It's, it's, I mean, how, how did they yeah. miss? Four <laughs> officials. Like Craig, how did they miss Craig Gordon didn't help it. He started... Chasing the ball, <laughs> it was like remember Alan McGregor, the old fun game, Lee Griffiths. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Of and he's born in uh, it's a right. it's a corner. It's kick. the goalkeeper. Take the plaudits. Yeah, Take exactly. the plaudits. No, it was good. what a save. But two of them pulled off um, top save yesterday. He went. He came back, and uh, he delighted the crowd at Old Trafford. What about Ronaldo's return, Barry Ferguson? What do you make of that? And how, how big a superstar stars, is he? Wasn't it? When it, it, was, yeah. it was going to happen. There was a lot of talk. Was he going to start the game? Or was he going to come on as a, a substitute? Um, and he comes up, look, uh, the, the first goal, it just falls right right, yeah. right on him. Um, but I think they say about his pace with the ball through. Mm. He just, he, he revved the engines up, went through. It wasn't he a, a brilliant finish through the goalkeeper's legs, but mm. Ronaldo, that's what he does. He's a special player. Sure. The legs are still there, aren't they? You know, when you saw yeah, that. Look, he's not the same player as he no. was when he was first at Man United, a tricky winger. He's obviously plays directly through the middle, but look, I, I, I've heard a few people talk. I think with him signing with Man United, mm. I think Man United right. could be serious title contenders. Are you going to change your opinion? No, I'm still going to go for Chelsea, but I think they're going to be up there. Mm. I do. I mean, you look at. For instance, Pogba, look, if he's a different player, because yeah. obviously they brought Ronaldo in, but you look, San, uh, Sancho, um, you can get through their, their, their sure. team, they've yeah. got um, top class players, they're going to be up there, are they going to win it? I'm still going to stick with Chelsea, but I think with the signing of Ronaldo, Aye. is going to and, kick them on. And of course, Lukaku scoring two goals for yeah. Chelsea at the weekend. Mark, you're yeah, thinking I, Ronaldo? Just thought, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I just watched match of the day on Saturday night, and one the thing that struck me about it all and I agree, I think it does make Man United genuine title contenders now, was the energy inside the whole of Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. First time, like, even see Sir Alex, mm-hmm. you could see the players, what was it, Ronaldo's getting interviewed an hour after full-time whistle, and there's still thousands of fans in the stadium mm-hmm. shouting, his, shouting his name. Also think as well, look at somebody like David De Gea, who's been brilliant for mm-hmm. Man United for almost a decade, pulling off saves again. Uh, I just thought the 
the energy, the way they celebrated the goals, everything. I'm thinking, what Man United are back in it. And then look at Chelsea, Lukaku, brilliant. But I have to say, from, from a Scottish point of view, and even for Arsenal as well, getting their first win of the season, I thought it was great to see John McGinn at times taking that game by the scruff of the neck at Stamford Bridge, seeing Kieran Tierney taking the game by the scruff of the neck for Arsenal and that's what we need to see moving forward between now and the, and the, the Israel game on October the 9th and Jake is with us Jake that was a big win for the former Rangers player Mikel Arteta Arsenal winning they needed it he needed to win aye <laughs> aye <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think they've only scored one goal haven't they yeah. that was the first goal they scored all season so yeah. um, aye you're right they, they needed they needed that one but I, I still think they're going to struggle big time this season I, I can't see him being there which I feel bad because uh, he helped us or my other main Rangers out so obviously I feel bad for him I want to see any ex-Rangers any ex-Rangers but I did well but I think he's going to really struggle this season I, think, I don't think he'll see it out for the rest of the year mm-hmm. Barry for Mikel Arteta because he probably would have been gone if they'd lost that game at the weekend yeah, but, it's but, a tough one from yeah. uh, I'm like Jake he was a former teammate mm. um, you always like to see guys do really well he's, he's had a brilliant apprenticeship under for me the, the best manager there's ever been Pep Guardiola mm. um, so I, I hope I hope he, he continues to get results because you don't want to see people getting um, relieved of their duties but it's a, he's got a hard one there and just before we talk Rangers with Jake what about Harvey Elliott, the young Liverpool player who was taken off but carried off yeah. the broken ankle? I, I, again, that's yeah. another. I mean, I'm, I must watch every single game it's on TV, but I watched it and I, he was brilliant. I, I just mm. really enjoyed him. Obviously, they signed him for Fulham when he was 16, and now this has been his big season. He's broken into the team. Mm. He's a regular. He's been a regular the last three or four games. Um, horrendous injury. I feel sorry for the. If you look back, I feel for the, the Leeds player. It wasn't he over the top. Um, but look the good thing that young Harvey has got he's got age in his side mm-hmm. so hopefully he can he can recover um, for his injury and, and get back playing as, as quickly as possible because he's a he's another another fantastic talent the boy he was he was brilliant to watch certainly in the first half are we too slow to throw in young players I mean look at Dylan Reid 16 coming on for St Mirren at the weekend and Emma Raducanu 18 years old just at a real levels She's won the US Open. Jake, you do wonder, don't you? I mean, that Nathan Patterson, for example, what is he, 19? Um, and it's a happy problem for you to have, but he must be bursting to play in every single game. I agree. I actually feel, I actually feel a bit sorry for him um, because if he's, obviously, it's no, it's no mystery that there is, there was a bad game in for Everton. So if, if you're him, you must be thinking here, I'm 19 years old, um, I've not, I've not put a foot wrong. Every time he plays, he's a nine out of ten. Every time I've seen him play anyway, um, he must be thinking, what, what else can I do here? But the problem is, is who's in front of him. That, that's his biggest yeah. problem. And as much as there have been a couple of times this season, by the way, where I've said that he could maybe drop having there, but you're not going to drop him after he scored that screamer the other day, are you? <laughs> I was right behind the goal, and I was just like, nah. No, only he only him. He's the only right back in Scotland that can do that. Mm-hmm. Like Gerard said, he, he's the best right back in Scotland, and Patterson's the best right back that Scotland has. It's the best way to put it, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask you a question, and 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 Barry as well, because Barry played for Rangers for you know a long spell in, in the first sort of decade of this millennium. I'm just thinking, Jake, at, at three hundred grand, has James Tavernier been pound for pound Rangers' best signing in the past? 20 years because I'm, I'm genuinely you know and I know um, 
question. I, I just, I'm just thinking, Good question. is he yep. 300 grand? Yep. Do you think no, of what he's given? Six years, right. seven years? Service? It, it, it's, it's got to be up there. Um, what, what I like about James Tavernier is, if you think back 24 months ago, he was getting a bit of stick. Mm -hmm. Rangers were struggling a wee bit. He was the captain of the team. And it's easy to go and hide and, and no make yourself available. One thing that James Tavernier done was he came out and he played and he got through that sticky patch. And I thought last year, up until he got injured, he would have been Scot Scotland's player of the year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. With the amount of goals he scored, albeit someone for the penalty spot, but that's still a bit of pressure to go up there and take that. Um, and for me, he's got a butt bear with 300 grand. I didn't realise it was that low. It's amazing. We are amazed. So, Ma 300 Ma grand. What button was yeah. it? 300 grand from yeah. Wigan? A brilliant piece of business. But I, I, look, I look at a free transfer. Like, if we're talking about Rangers, I look at Alan uh, McGregor. Right. Free transfer. Yeah. I look at yeah. Stephen Davis. Mm -hmm. A free transfer. Oh. I mean, when Stephen Davis came up that Christmas, uh, uh, the yeah. January period, he struggled a wee bit for the first couple of months because he didn't have a lot of game time at uh, uh, sorry, Southampton. But, geez, oh, Stephen Davis yep. has been immense. And he's just continued that form for last year on yep. this year. So, no, listen, he's got to be up there with one it's of the best It's a great question. It's a brilliant debate. Jake, what about Glenn Kamara? Oh, 50 grand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Um, see, I, I, don't, I don't want to just repeat what Barry said, no. but I, I agree, I agree. Um, I think Tavernier's definitely, definitely up there for 300 grand. I didn't realise it was that low either. I thought it was about a million or something. But um, And I have to probably give you Barry there. I'd say mm -hmm. when you look at the fact that you get the best goalie and the best centre mid in Scotland for free, like I think, uh, and Alan McGregor and Davis, I think that has to be considered as well. But what about your striker? Alfredo Morelos, the best striker um, in the league here. But there's something not quite right just now, is there? I mean, what happened on Saturday? He certainly wasn't at his best. What do you feel about him, Jake? Does he want to be there? Is he given everything? It's a strange one, right? Because every transfer window since he's been here, there's always rumours and murmurs that something's going to happen. There's always two or three clubs, two or three big clubs, by the way, that are always kind of in and about him. And then it doesn't happen. So we don't know whether it's him that said no or Rangers have said no or the other club have just said no nah, stuff that we can't be interested in them do you know what I mean so it's a tough one because if it's if it's him that said no then then he's not the problem but I agree I thought he looked a wee bit depleted the other day if I'm being honest um, which maybe tells me that there was an offer there and um, it's the club that said no um, the board Gerard did say that the board stuck to their guns a few times during the window so maybe the offer wasn't high enough maybe he's a wee bit annoyed but you're right, yes, yeah, still the best striker in Scotland. So you have to play him. You can't just you can't just not play him if that makes sense. Barry, I see he apparently spoke on Colombian radio mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks and said he would like to play in a better league. We haven't heard the interview, and we, get, no, we I've get no, that. I've no problem sure. with that. Yeah, I, that he's he's obviously clearly wanting yeah. to play in one of the best leagues, or mm -hmm. if not the best league, the English Premier League. I get that, but do you know what? He needs to get that out of his mind now. Nothing's yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. Rangers have been open and honest there's a price on his head it's not been matched he doesn't go but for me I know he, he looked off it a bit but Rangers are a better team mm -hmm. I, I, I've maintained that for day one even when he was getting sent off his disciplinary record wasn't great you take that wee bit of edge away from mm -hmm. him he's not the same player I like him I've always liked him and I think when he's on his game he is the best striker in Scotland 
and he's look. I think the manager will always play him. Kevin Phillips is saying to Football Insider today, "You're making it difficult for yourself by speaking about being elsewhere. Go out and do it in the pitch." You were at the match on Saturday. He got involved, didn't he? Just after the goal, uh, the yeah, goal. the, the, the yeah. You know, kick. Yeah, he got booked. I mean, he didn't need to get involved, but he, but he did. And uh, Willie Collum uh, booked him for it. Yeah, he looked a wee bit out of sorts um, on on Saturday. The thing for for Alfredo Morelos in many ways his future's in his own hands and if he can just go and start banging in a few goals showing the appetite we know he's got ability he is the best striker um, at Rangers there's absolutely no doubt about it and on his day um, it can be unplayable but if he wants to go and play in a better league and I get that it's a natural progression for him and it's a natural progression for Rangers as a business to cash in on somebody that they've bought for a million he's helped him win the league he's helped him be successful um, in Europe and then the time comes where you part ways you shake hands and everybody's a winner um, out it so if Rangers for talking sake value him at 15 million but clubs for whatever reason haven't met that valuation in the past window then it's up to Alfredo Morelos in the next four months to go and do what he does best and that score goals so that the valuation will get met. Clubs will say, do you what, 15 million? Mm. All day long. Let's sure. take him. Mm. Let's take him. Because they've paid 15 million for odds in Edward, a premiership club down the road. So he should be looking at that and saying, right, I'm going to focus, going to get back to the form so there is absolutely no debate about me. Whatever Rangers are wanting, clubs will pay it. And that's it. That's the attitude that because um, he's a striker. Yeah, and yep. stri- we're, we're strikers. About it a lot of times. Yep. Number nines are hard to come Absolutely. by. Number but nines are hard to come by. People remember, and Morel lost needs to remember. Rangers have been good for him as yep. well. Yeah, mm. Rangers have been good when he was going through that purple patch, contract ripped up, new improved contract. Mm-hmm. Now I get Rangers want to put him on a new improved yeah. contract so they can get the best sure. valuation for him, but now with the window shut he just needs to focus and we spoke about it when the window shut now it's up to these players who were spoken about they can't do anything now until January the 1st so the best thing for them is go and work hard in the training ground and get back to Not doing least. what you do best and he scores goals and for me he's a top player when he's on it what he's quoted as saying was uh, Morella said you heard a lot about my departure Porto and several other teams had made a proposal but they did not reach an agreement with Rangers so my stay at Rangers continues and I feel happy so he did say that there so I know you don't see that as often so what about Thursday night then Jake what's your message to Alfredo and and your team up against Leon? Uh, you'll be there I will be um, Morelos will be fine Morelos is Rangers top <laughs> European goal scorer so I, I, yeah. I don't think He's the problem. Leon have some mm. squad, so I don't think up front are going to be the problem. It'll be yeah. defensively with the the fact that um, Hilander's went off. Don't know how long he's going to be out for Balogun. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be able to stay fit for too long. Jack Simpson ain't even in the European squad, and you don't even know the situation with Goldson, whether he's isolating or whether he has COVID or mm-hmm. whatever the scenario is. But we're just going to have to get through it. These are what these are what teams want to do. You want to play against the biggest and best teams in Europe. That's that's why you play football. So I'd like to see. Rangers just go out there and just prove why they have been a force in Europe for the past three years under Gerard and his background staff. There's no reason why Rangers can't go out there and think that think that they can't at least get a at least get a result against Leon. Um, they need to get something because, and the way I see it, and and um, in Europe, especially the group stage, you need to, you need to look at one in your home games and draw in your away games. If you do that, you qualify. So they need to be trying to get something at the game. Otherwise, it's not a good start, in my opinion. You talk a, a lot of good sense and obviously yeah. you're at the matches. And, and that's what they need yeah. to do. They need yeah. to, certainly at home at Ibrooks with the, the fans mm. and 
It'll, again, I'll keep saying it. It'll still it'll be like this for a number of months because the fans have been away for so long. The atmosphere will be be electric. And look, I know I watched Leon last night. They are a very good team. If Goldson is back in, but hopefully is, I think Rangers will get the three points. Good. Yeah, I, I honestly do. I think they're good enough. I now no think they're starting to hit a bit of form. No at the levels they were last season, but they're starting to get into their stride now. Here's what the manager had to say about your captain's goal. In terms of James, you know, that's the reason why he's captain, because of his quality, because he can step up at big moments. And he's ended up getting us three points rather than one today. And there's obviously a lot, not a lot of noise around Nathan Patterson, who's a fantastic player, who's going to eventually be Rangers' top right-back for a long time. But we have to remember, we've got the best right-back in Scotland as well. Jake, two quick ones. Who was your man of the match? Some of us here on Saturday watching it said it was Stephen Davis. I would agree with that. I was at the game myself. Yeah, um, heard you saying that was just, good. I always, always just every time Davis on the ball, man, you, you can, you know the way sometimes when you're at a football game you can relax. When he is on the ball, you can relax. <laughs> so that's just why I always Amazing. say. He's, but then I say all the time he's a man of match. So sometimes I feel like I'm just a cop out, but no. um, <laughs> he's just he's just that good all the time, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the <laughs> yeah. same. I, I feel I'm repeating myself all the time about Stephen Davis. I, I still, at his age, he's playing during the week. Yeah, I know. Full game. Yeah. International. Flew, back, flew well. back with Stephen Craig in the next morning they met on the flight and there he is fit and well, ready to go right, <laughs> and Jake right, what's your scoreline Barry Ferguson Rangers legend has said Rangers will win on Thursday night what do you reckon against Leon? well I'm not going to go against Barry I'm exactly yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say 2-1 2-1 2-1 cheers Jake we'll speak to you then the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. The Go Radio Football Show, 0808 17 17 700. This time tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here along with uh, John Hartson and Stephen Cragen. On Wednesday, it's Rob with Barry and Marvin Bartley. And we'll be here on Thursday with Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore. And then Friday, it's uh, the gruesome at threesome. It's going to be Barry Ferguson. Mark Guidi is joining us here <laughs> and Paul Cooney <laughs> is that enough just checking with your agent there imagine them having an agent but I'm surprised unbelievable eh? isn't it yeah, I know man yeah. and the people <laughs> never really no. it's been some weekend Rangers go back to the top of the table they're happy Celtic win 3-0 against Ross County and Hearts and Hibs draw 0-0 what a weekend for Motherwell to go victory against Aberdeen and St Mirren Dundee United 0-0 Dundee Livy 0-0 a lot spoken did, did you yep. see the disallowed goal for St Mirren yeah, a Brophy him looked yeah, like a goal. I thought it was harsh. Yep. What did he say? Was it offside? He said or? no. It no? was a push on um, main Curtis Main right. had mm. pushed the defender. I, I thought it was uh, bad decision. I thought it was a, a, a fine goal. Did you watch it? I did. I, I, I saw the highlights. Yeah, the goal was yep. totally totally fine in the box. Scored. I can see why Jim yep. Goodman wasn't mm. happy with that. Oh, yeah. Great to see the young player coming on. Mark, 16-year-old, it's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always been a good system um, at St Mirren and, you know, it's good to know for for all the clubs in our division, if you you show up, you've got a good attitude, you've got a good work ethic, obviously you've got ability, you're going to be given uh, an opportunity and and that's what we want to see, whether it's at St Mirren, Motherwell, Aberdeen, St Johnson, Livy, you know, you, you want to see our kids being given a chance, you want to show that there's a pathway from the academy into the first team and then from the first team if you show up you'll be allowed to go that the club will, will look for a realistic figure uh, for you and allow you to, to, to move on that's the way it's got to be yeah I, I watched uh, obviously all the highlights of the game none 
other young one that stood out was young Calvin Ramsey. I, I, like, I know he came off injured, but I like the look of him. Mm-hmm. Spoke about him last week. Yeah, he's, he's got something. Yep, yeah, and again, that's why one of the reasons why I watched. I was like, I uh-huh. want to have another look at him, and he looks the part. He looks the part. Any chance to get him in loan at the Wasps? Yep. No? Yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll maybe try. Yep. What, where are you? Is it your Montrose this coming weekend? Is that yes. right? You're off there. Yep, Aloha, good win Lynx at the weekend. Park. Lynx Park, of course. Uh, so after the weekend, let's go back on the lines. We're going to go in a moment or two. On the weekend when Odson Edward went from Celtic to Crystal Palace, his goal in 28 seconds is the fastest ever for a debutant in the Premier League in England. Phenomenal, isn't it? 28. It was his yeah. second touch. He controlled it, boom, and scored. Um one man I think who'll be happy to see the back of him will be Craig and Cumbernauld. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Paul, Barry, Mark Easton. Good. Good. Craig, I thought Craig. we'd link that one to you and I'm thinking, well, well, well there you are. So, uh, yeah, he produced some good saves at your goalkeeper, Alan McGregor, over the years. He's been quite a player, hasn't he, uh, Edward? He certainly has, aye. And, um, you know, you're sort of glad to see the back of him. However, over the last year and a half, he's not really caused as many problems, to be fair. But, no... <laughs> Fair play to him, and you know, I think he's probably working. I think with the ideal manager for him, with a guy like Patrick Vieira, you know, that French connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I think he'll probably go on and do do quite well. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good point. The yeah, French connection, you know, they do work well together. What's on your mind then? It's a, a big week, a, a good win at the weekend, and just a few days yeah. to Leon. I know, obviously, the questions at the back. How's the defence going to be fitness wise? Yeah, well, that that's kind of the the, the crux of the, my point as well. You know, obviously, weekend, um, you're glad to get a win. You know, it's three points on the board, top of the, the league. You know, top of the table, you can't complain with that. And sometimes, you know, I think Stephen Gerrard said it as champions, you've got to go to places like McDermott Park, dig in, you know, and, and get a win and getting it, having to come from behind. Although not ideal, at least we've done it. My only worry is is that because of injury issues and a number of other things, whether it be COVID or whatever. Our backline has not been stable and consistent from the start of the season. And that was one of the reasons we were so good defensively last season was because it was very, very stable. You had Tavernier, Goldson, rotation of and Balogun, although it was usually Herlander and Barisic. That was your stable back four. Uh, obviously, Patterson came in when, when Tavernier picked up an injury and slotted in. This season, we've not had that. And I think it's shown because we've played three away games we've conceded, I think, in all of them. The goal we conceded against St Johnson and taking that away for them, I thought they were they were great. But it's I mean it's, it's schoolboy error really. It's it's a simple ball over the top that Philip Herlander you would back to deal with ninety nine times out of hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he sort of slips, gets caught up in himself, and and O'Halloran's in, um, and the call that he's got, he wasn't going to miss it. So mm-hmm. that that's something I think we do need to address. Um, but I also think we were kind of. Morelos was sort of missing in action as well. I felt I don't feel like he done much in the game. He was watching the game live on the television, and I think the commentator might have said Morelos's name four times or five mm-hmm. times. You know, it was very ineffective for him. Um, I thought Ruth had a good game though, and I think he looks like if he can keep going the way he has been and pick up form, we think because I'm pretty sure if the stats have read, we've not lost a week game where Kimar Ruth has been starting in the, the squad. So mm-hmm. you know, clearly. He's a beautiful player to have in there, especially in Morelos. It's having quieter games. So, yeah, I think it's just one or two things we need to maybe improve on for Thursday, especially yeah. defensively, because Leon will attack us and we know all about Moussa Dembele and what he can do. Yeah, and Barry, you were watching him. 
Dembele. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I was yeah. saying off air, you, you forget actually how good he was um, when I was watching the game. What is it about him? Just, uh, I think he's got everything in the, in the locker. Yeah, he's strong and powerful. He can score goals, which is the hardest thing to do in football. So, look, Rangers will be it'll be a tough one for them. But in terms of the back, it, it will be a concern for Stephen Gerrard. Just you hope Golson um, comes back in. There's two things, two things that I think he'll do. He either bring Patterson in at right back and move Tavernier into centre half, or he'll move Bassi in centre half and put Barisic in and keep Tavernier at, at right back because uh, Jack Simpson is not in the he's not in the, the Euro squad yeah yep. uh, he's not registered um, yep. so it is a concern um, you just hope that Golston comes back in because then as Craig had mentioned it is something that he's had to deal with this year a lot of um, players missing defensively uh, and Golston is a key player for Rangers mm -hmm. there's no doubt about it but look that's what you've got to come up against at times Um and that's why you've got players that can play in different positions. Bassey can play centre-half. He did come through the system at Leicester as a left centre-half. Um, now he's obviously turned into a very good left full-back. Um, so that will be a concern. But again, the, the two things that I've mentioned there, I think that's what he'll consider to do on Thursday night if Golson's out. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Craig, I get your point and, and they're all valid and, and they're factually correct about Rangers defensively this season not as many clean sheets, etc, etc. But I think you've got to remember as well, Craig, I think you've got to cut a bit of slack. Rangers were exceptional last season in terms of the standards that they set. There's always going to be difficult to repeat it again this season. As has been shown already in the first five or six weeks of the campaign, You know they've lost a game, whereas last season they were unbeaten. So they've lost in the road, they're not keeping as many clean sheets. You know, couple injuries, couple of suspensions, COVID. So, so, so you've got to remember that too that um, um, it'd be very difficult to reach those those standards again that said they could still be better of that there is no doubt but having been at Perth on, on Saturday I think I could see signs um, of it and, and, and one of the things um, and, and Barry's you know mentioned it earlier and so did Jake was just the stability that Steve Davis brings to that team and the confidence that Rangers players and the Rangers management must have just knowing that he's there just knowing that that experience, that guidance, like when Rangers go a goal down on Saturday, Steve Davis is a man who sets a tempo. He doesn't panic. He still keeps to the game plan, keeps it simple. Doesn't he try to do it and daft and it and silly to go and get a goal back? Um, but you're right defensively as well. There has to be an improvement. I mean, the goal that, that St. Johnson scored, credit to St. Johnson. And there was a warning sign in the first half. It was a similar ball and O'Halloran beats uh, John McLaughlin to it and John McLaughlin uh, gets booked. So Rangers just need to switch on that wee bit more. But I think, you know, comparing it to last season's probably a wee bit unfair because the standards they set were, were so high. Mm. One of the things that's been confirmed today is that for the game on at the weekend on Sunday, uh, Motherwell fans won't be allowed into Ibrox because of the red zone. So the same as what happened at the Celtic game, there's no visiting fans at Ibrox. It's a pity. Don't know all the details, but I see Motherwell have just requested, can they show the game at Fir Park so that their own supporters can come in? Because people are they're just so desperate to get to live yeah. football. And Craig, you can understand it, can't well, you? You've you seen it yesterday yep. with yeah. the, the Edinburgh the, the Derby. Hibs, the Hearts and Hibs. Yep. It adds to the... It does. It, it, yeah. does look, it adds to the spicy mm. games when you've got a, an away support. And, mm. um, I think if you ask any footballer, or any football fan or anybody who likes football mm -hmm. I think that's the way they would rather have it Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind about that yeah. 
Yep, Motherwell are talking about saying it's regrettable that no fans are there. We do understand about the COVID restrictions, etc. So they're asking for permission to show it at Fair Park. Because, Craig, we say it a million times, the game's nothing without fans, and it's good to get opposition fans in as well. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. And I, and I do hope that, um, and I'm sure we will, because um, there's nothing unreasonable about Motherwell making that request. And I hope, I hope um, it's accepted in the because you, you need fans to respect. And I, I think particularly when you're at home, I think you need the away fans there as well because there's a bit of that for me, especially at Ibrox, and Barry, you played there, so you'll know more than I will, that when you get the away fans there, I think that gives the players a bit extra um, you know, to want to go and win the game because you will get maybe bits of stick coming through the away corner and things like that. And you know, If you go and score a goal and there's away fans there, it, it must feel, because as a fan, it feels much better to celebrate it with away fans there. So scoring yeah. it with them there will be the better as well. And for teams like Motherwell, you know, going to Ibrox is hard enough. You know, going to Ibrox without your own fans is, you know, you, you've got to feel for them a bit. That's, that's not an easy task at the best of times for them. So I think, um, you know, I hopefully they'll get to watch it. Um, yeah, unfortunately for them, I'll be hoping that they're sitting in Far Park watching them getting beat. But, you know. Um, sure. Craig, what's your prediction then? Yep. Yeah. What's your prediction for the match with Leon? What do you reckon? To be honest, I, I think they're a good mob. They really are. They're probably one of the best we've come up against. I think it'll be a similar tone to when we played the likes of Benfica. I think it'll be a sort of 2-2 draw, um, which mm-hmm. I would, I'd take all day long. You know, start the campaign with a, a draw against a side that Leon wouldn't be shameful at all. I just think, I don't think we're quite at the levels yet to feel confident enough of absolutely getting a win. But I do think we could certainly get a point for that game at least. Barry? Would you settle 2-2? No, I, 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 you want to win the game. I just think because Rangers are at home and I get with Craig and, and some of the fans that I spoke about, they've not had the dizzy heights as last year and there is an expectation um, from people to, to produce that sort of form but I can see it starting to come and I think at home in Europe, 52,000 fans I'd guess a lot of the Leon players would have played in big stadiums and in front of fans. But if you if you ask any player who's came to Ibrox or Celtic Park for that matter, they they get a, a shock to the system. Um, so I think that can that can certainly help Rangers, and I'm convinced that Rangers can get the result they need. I'm going to ask you, Mark. Gary Neville, I see, said that did he say Ibrox was the most amazing noise he heard? I, I, I think he did. I think it was I'm Gary not just, Neville. I, yeah. I'm not just saying it, but. And I know from European nothing nights, beats it. European or, nights mm, under the floodlights, yeah. I have never experienced anything like it before in my life. I'm sure Celtic fans would say. Yeah, but you, you ask be, any, exactly, old, yeah. any old fun player, European nights at both Ibrox, Celtic, but you've been there as mm. a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's Can he beat it? Oh, yeah, is that it's special? Sure. It's very, sure. very. Even that theme tune in the, 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 you know, the sky cameras or ITV as it was. Yeah. Back in the day, sure. zooming into your faces, mm. you know, one by one, the team tunes going, and you just feel it. Well, it is Ibrook Stadium or at Celtic Park, you just feel the supporters ramping it up, mm. and it is very, very special. How did you feel about it? It's different to see at night as yeah. well under the floodlights. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. It's just a different The grass is a wee, a wee zip yeah. in the grass at them. Oh. Did you have extra gel on because it was going worldwide? <laughs> 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 he's ignoring me quite rightly <laughs> so what do you reckon 2-2 two, two. Mark what do you think for Thursday night I, I, I think what, what, what Craig's saying there there's a lot in it you know Lee and quality team I just talked about you know Dembele you know one of the the best strikers in Europe leading the line um, for them 
Yeah, all things considered, of course you want to win your home games and get off to a flyer. But I think the most important thing is that you don't lose, bearing in mind the top two qualify. So, yeah, a score draw, can I see Rangers getting a draw? Yeah, I don't think Rangers will lose the game, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'll go with Desmond as well. I'll, go, I'll, I'll give you Craig. And Craig, you are a great student of the game. What do you think of Celtic? What's your prediction against Real Betis in Seville? Well, listen, I don't know as much about Betis as I do Leon, if I'm honest, but I think they've got a tough a tough job in their hands. Um, although, to be honest, I think if they'd Furuhashi, I'd probably be sitting here saying, yep, they can get a result. I think without him, I think they'll struggle. You know, I, I don't think Albion is necessarily up to the task on a European stage. Um, that could be their struggle. But listen, I hope they do do well, because in European football, I want all the Scottish teams to do well. Barring winning it in Leicester Rangers, but that so I do hope they do well and they could. I just think without Furuhashi, it's, it's a real uphill task for them. I think. Great, good call. Thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. So looking towards seven o'clock on your roads. If you're going eastbound, you're slow on the approach to the Kingston Bridge right through to Charing Cross. On the M74, you've got one lane closed and speed restrictions of 40 miles per hour, and that's just due to roadworks in both directions around Junction 6 for Hamilton. Elsewhere in Brigton tonight, you've got temporary traffic lights due to gas mains work at Domarnock Road at Domarnock Station. In Govan Hill, Queen's Park Avenue is closed in both directions due to roadworks from Crosshill Avenue to Queen Mary Avenue. And in Bishop Briggs, you've got temporary traffic lights due to electricity work on Angus Avenue at Woodhill Road. There are no problems reported on your public transport tonight, but as always, please check your routes before you travel. And you can find the very latest travel updates at thisisgo.co.uk. Chris, enjoyed the coverage over the weekend from Transmit. What was your favourite moment, favourite act? Oh, favourite act, probably Keen. As much as they've been about for a while, what a voice. He's still got it. Amazing on set. And Liam Gallagher went well? Yep. Yes, yeah, went well. It was packed. Absolutely packed. So it was great. Just Amy McDonald as well? Yeah. yeah, she was on the Sunday. Yeah, I was a bit too sore from Saturday. So A bit too much, you were on it. Great, great to see everyone out for Transmit 2021. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and Except travel. He's just in for Transmit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the team have worked hard over the weekend. Yeah, how was prediction? <laughs> Take that one out for the podcast. We're just talking there about going to Manchester because obviously with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo there and and the hotel prices have gone up from about two hundred pounds for the Saturday night for a game in a couple of weeks. Mark to what is it for Boston the Aston Six hundred pounds. Yeah. Wow. Ah, that's that's one, pocket money. It's pocket money from Matt <laughs> and I, oh, there's the chauffeur drive outside so it's here a wee bit well, early that's Heather Matthews was brilliant from yeah. Little Self Drive on the business show yesterday morning half ten till twelve I, I know you'll use the sh- well do you need a chauffeur you've got your own chauffeur haven't oh, you get a permanent one <laughs> you're my chauffeur indeed <laughs> no it was great yesterday the Go radio business show they were in the half now it, as well. 90 brilliant. minutes yeah I'm just keeping an eye on them though aren't they they're you know 90 minutes like football but it was it was great yesterday morning Tom and Willie in great form and also talking about the Kilt Walk 26th September Tom was yeah. talking about it and there's three cars to give away now Arnold Clark is giving us three cars so that was exclusive news up Brilliant. to three thank you Eddie and the team there at Arnold Clark get to the the, the Hilt Walk the kiltwalk.co.uk and you can sign up and thanks to Go Radio who are supporting us we hear the ads on as well with Kevin Bridges and Tom so it's, it's great. It's a week on Sunday. Raising, we've got over 400 charities going to benefit so far. That's brilliant. Uh, mainly in the west of Scotland, but anywhere in Scotland. Sure. Easy yeah. to sign up, isn't it? It's brilliant. What a weekend we had and what a week we've got coming up. European football Thursday night. Celtic will kick off early in Seville. 
the heat there will still be a factor, won't it? At this time of year, it'll still be 85 degrees about that time in the evening, late afternoon. And then Rangers playing here at home against Lyon. It's what we want, isn't it? European nights. At the weekend, we've been talking about Rangers winning 2-1 at St. Johnson. Celtic 3-0 against Ross County. Dundee and Livy 0-0. So much said about Lee Griffiths, but he didn't quite get a goal. He came really close. Yeah, he had a couple of sniffs. Yep. Um, and listen, it'll just come with him as long as he... he he plays 90 minutes week in, week out. I'm sure the sharpness will, will start to come from. Because, um, look, let's be honest, he needs to be out. He, I think that was his first 90 minutes, somebody had said, in over a year. Must um, be. Yep. Yep, something like that. Uh, but listen, he had a couple of sniffs. Normally, I, I feel if it Lee Griffiths would have put one or two of them in the back of the net. But he just needs games now, and I'm sure the goals will come for Dundee at some stage. And St Mirren, Dundee United, nil-nil. Motherwell, a great day for them. 2-0 against Aberdeen and they pushed up the league and then Hearts and Hibs yesterday 0-0 Rangers top of the table after the five games on 12 points Hibs and Hearts both on 11 Motherwell on 10 which is amazing after the poor start right at the beginning but they're three in a row three victories and then come Celtic on nine points after the five games Aberdeen on eight uh, so that's the top six then you've got Dundee United on seven points then there's a wee bit of a gap there's St Johnson Dundee and St Mirren on three points Ross County on two and Livy on one big point though for Livingston that's their first of the season and their goalkeeper played really well just looking at the highlights Mark it was a, a good after David Martindale said afterwards well I'm pleased to get our first point of the season yeah for Stryak yeah and um, you know, consider it a, a horror moment earlier in the season against Aberdeen in fact I think it was you know, in the last minute it was a real um, Clanger, but he's bounced back um, from that, and uh, you know, for for Levy to get a clean sheet and get a point on the road because every game is difficult, but particularly when you're you're an away team, regardless of of the venue that you're going to. So that will give David Martindale and these players, obviously Marvin Bartley's on the show um, on Wednesday night, so that will give them uh, a lift ahead of uh, of their uh, game at home to Celtic on Sunday. Big big game for them, their own supporters. Um, inside and they always make it difficult for for, uh, for Celtic on the AstroTurf Mentioning Celtic so three goal victory Cameron Carter Vickers scored in his debut and then a double for Albion Ayeti the manager spoke about Ayeti afterwards Yeah I think so I mean he got his opportunity and he almost got on the end of a couple of crosses early on and didn't quite go his way but again the key to that is present yourself in those positions and he kept doing that and he got his rewards late two goals um which I'm sure will give him confidence and, and, and the rest of the players around him. Of course, 24 hours earlier, we broke the news that the chief executive of 72 Days, Don Mackay, had left the building. Did that have any effect? Or what was the reaction of Ange Postacoglu, who was brought in by Mackay? Yeah, look, it was a surprise because, you know, my focus has been on, you know, the on-field matters. And, um, you know, obviously that sort of came late yesterday. Um, in terms of the day-to-day, -day, nothing really changes. Uh, there's a new CEO now with, with Michael and who I already know and, and you know that won't mean anything major in terms of um, changing things uh, from our perspective. Yeah, from my part it's it's more about you know what happens on the green stuff than, than more than what happens off the field at the moment which is the priority. He also said in a BBC interview he said look we're all transient figures at this great yeah. club people come and go it's what happens on the field but there is a lot going on in the background and the fans you saw the Green Brigade uh, again protesting at the weekend the fans are exercised by all of this. Yeah yeah it's, it must be unsettling for the Celtic supporters for internally at the football club when you lose a CEO after 72 days you know when you've had someone the, the, the previous incumbent 
Uh, Peter Lawwell was there for 17, 18 years. Um, the board has been largely the same for pretty much a decade or so, Paul. Are there more changes coming? Longer. That's been briefed over the weekend. I don't know if it's been briefed, but there's been speculation. Yeah, Any Ian insight? Banker could be a change of, of chairman, has been the suggestion. The Michael, chairman, yeah. Michael Nicholson, yeah. Does Michael Nicholson want the job full-time? He got a glowing report from Ian Banker. Um, on, on Friday night in the statement but d- does he want it because you know it's a, it's a hell of a step up and there's only a few cut out to, 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 to carry out um, jobs like that and to go back to the point that um, uh, Ange Postecoglou made in his interview about the narrative of, of Don Mackay I've always said on this show Paul Ange Postecoglou was presented to Don Mackay as an option Don Mackay didn't source Ange Postecoglou so we, you know that that's true so, you know, when it was suggested, you know, at the time that it was Don McKay's, it was an option that was presented to him. And obviously that option became um, real when uh, when Eddie Howe decided um, to not to pursue the, the offer of the job. Uh, there's some breaking news about John McGinn at the weekend that he was allegedly abused by some Chelsea fans, a group of them, some anti-Irish and anti-Catholic uh, activity at the game yesterday. And that's really, you know, Bad news, it's breaking online here. It's on some of the newspaper sites. We just don't want to see this at all. Any bigotry, racism or whatever to knock it. We just want rid of it. No, yeah. no. I mean, look, in, in any shape or form, it's not acceptable, um, Paul. And yet, you know, his performance on the pitch, funny enough, I, I mentioned them earlier in the show for Scotland. Yeah. You know, you see one of uh, Scotland's midfielders going to Stamford Bridge and, and, and really taking the game by the scruff of the neck at certain points I mean Lukaku was outstanding mm. um, you know the the, the the way he took his goal but um, to see John McGinn playing so well was really pleasing and if there's been other stuff um, uh, going on you know off the pitch from the, the, the stands or whatever then you know it's just no nice to see it's no necessary yeah show racism the red card has blasted the abuse there's a video of it I think he was taking a corner I mean at Chelsea or whatever but, you know, it's 2021 let's move on from it who cares well if, it never affected know, him on the pitch no. That's what did sure. you think of him it was a real that driving is, yeah. no, look I, I always say John McGinn was I a good I always thought he was a good yeah. player until you actually go down to England and the championship but every time as I said um, last season certainly when I watched Aston Villa, the the pundits never really spoke about Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. Everything was about John McGinn. He was a real driving force behind the very good season he had last year. Um, and he's, it, it's, let's be honest, he's turned into a, a top midfielder, John McGinn. Just fully beans, isn't he? Fully energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, I think he's improved as an actual footballer mm-hmm. on the ball. Um, and he can score a goal, he can get about the pitch really aggressive strong and powerful uh, I and think I he's that. added a bit of finesse to his game but I always had that you know, as you say full of energy full of being you know, strong physical bit of a backside on him which he used to good effect <laughs> but I think he's added yeah. finesse mm-hmm. to his game now he looks more polished um, in that company I think he really looks three and, a, three and a half million pound yeah, was it I was like, I, I, it might have been a wee bit less but bit roughly less. three million Yep. Celtic lost out in that but what is he going to be worth Oof. now mm. you're talking 45-50 million quid wow. I, I think I said yep. the other night mm. I think he's a kind of player but I don't know if you, you agree but I think he's a kind of player that Arsenal need just somebody to just go and liven up mm. that Arsenal team you know right. just somebody you know with his energy and his quality mm. but I think he'd be tailor made for like a an Arsenal team because they, they got a win at the weekend but they just look kind of 
flat, a wee bit pedestrian, a wee bit one paced. I think and nice, as well. aye, nice, nice, aye, nice. Yeah, you know what I mean. You need a bit of devilment, a bit of aggression. He's um, got that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's certainly got that. It's been quite a couple of weeks, though, hasn't it? There's been so much good stuff. Scotland, of course, uh, we can rest it for a few weeks, but before we know it, we'll begin ready for the Israel game. We've got the fans back in. I know there's a worry about the COVID passport, but hopefully that will be resolved. Although that won't be easy when you've got 50,000 or 60,000 at the don't games. I don't know how they're going to work that. don't know, Barry. It's going to be tough. There's a lot of work going on in the background, but to get people in, and maybe it's one but in know, ten. But you see, my worry is yep. at football games, people come up to the game at the stadium 10 minutes before. Mm -hmm the actual game starts. They'll have to come earlier. Yeah. yeah, so they'll need to give them a clear indication of, of what mm. they're, they're needing. I mean, you're talking, you need to maybe turn up two or three hours before a game. I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to work that. No, there's not going to be an easy solution. Uh, you know, going to, a football game should be a pleasant experience. You know, if you, whether you're going on your own, going with friends, going with family, whatever, and, and this could make it a real frustrating time if I was going to be it's almost like like going to an airport mm. Mark, exactly that. that first weekend James was pointing out to me it's going to be Aberdeen against Celtic so that's a crowd of around 20,000 and then we've got Rangers against Hibs 50,000 same day so at both grounds it, that, that's going to be the first big test I think that's the 3rd of October which is only what three weeks away that's not going to be easy Paul and uh, you know I just I feel for supporters and for the authorities who, you know, they're doing what they think's right. There's not an easy answer. You know, it's still difficult times that we're living in. But that um, I just you want you want football fans to be encouraged to keep going to the games, and you just hope that this doesn't turn some football fans off. Last minute of the program, then goal of the weekend. I think we all know. Yep. Oh, yeah. it was James yeah. Tavernier for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's got to be fantastic goal. He won any game. Team of the weekend, is there anyone that stood out? I mean, I know in the championship, Inverness had the win that really counted. They're on the top because of the, the win yeah. over Partick Thistle. And Kilmarnock, a good win for them as well. Queen's Park drew in your own division there, Barry. So they're in 12 points. Then Montrose, Dumbarton. Montrose on 11 points. You're on seven yeah, points. Got a game in hand. And then Kelty Hearts drop some points, mm -hmm. but they're still undefeated, your old team. So team of the weekend. Team of the, oh, the weekend. Uh, aye, in uh, Scotland. Uh, could we say I mean, Rangers going top was a big move yep. um, but Motherwell beating Aberdeen at home is a good one for, for them as well might be the one of the weekend yeah, I, th yep. I think that would have been a, a couldn't buster for a lot of people mm -hmm. and what about Ronaldo scoring of course then people we're not getting into the betting thing but people the number of people who must have had something on Ronaldo to get the first goal yeah. and of course he, yeah. he got two Listen, that's it. The two hours have flown in. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Remember, you can win a signed Celtic top, a signed Rangers top. Look at the downloads. They're over a million. Thank you so much. Go to our website and you could win it. Jokal Day is up next. We're back tomorrow night, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.